0: Thank
1: That we're gonna make choices to be of good cheer right so check your neighbor out make sure your neighbor's cheerful make sure they smile and posture is good make sure everybody everybody's good all right if not just stretch forth your hand towards them and just bless them glory to God all right we're gonna be of good cheer number two we're gonna control our thought life and we're gonna watch what we say and then right we're just not gonna have anything come out about out of our mouths or in our thinking thirdly we're not gonna stop and not gonna pull back on our giving right And we're not going to abort our dreams and visions. Our dreams will come true. Shout that today. Say, My dream dream will come true. true. Amen. And then, number five, we say we want to encourage you to stay in faith. Stay in faith. Don't cast away your confidence because it has great recompense of reward. Glory to God. Because increase is ours and it's our season to step into a new level, level, a new realm of increase. Glory to God. Shout with me. Say, Increase Increase. Sure sure looks good. On me. on me. Glory to God. Amen. All right, now go ahead and, and prophesy to your neighbor. Say, neighbor, increase. increase. Sure looks good, so looks good on you. Tell your other name say, increase. increase. Sure looks good on you. Sure good on you. Amen. <laughs> Got to wear this increase. How do we wear increase? We wear increase with the words of our mouth and the attitude that we possess. Glory to God. So we're expecting increase, and we need to look like it and act like it and sound like it. Amen. Praise God. And so we're uh, endeavoring to uh, to walk into this next level, next dimension uh, of life and favor. But as well as this year being the year of favor, the year that dreams come true, I, I believe this year is going to be a year of reformation, a year of realignment, and a year of restoration. What I say, reformation, realignment, and restoration. Glory to God. Why is that significant? Because uh, if you don't watch it, Uh, some things need to be reformed put back in order that's what we are talking about put back in order got it realignment aligning yourself back where you need to be glory to God because it just just being off just one degree two degrees for a length of time you'll end up off many degrees so God make sure you keep checking your alignment that's why you ever uh, driven a car that was out of alignment and it pulls the one side or pulls the other side, and you have to fight the wheel to keep it in the center of the road. Why? Because it's out of alignment. And so you take it to the shop, and you put it back in alignment, and so you just, sometimes you can just let your hand off the steering wheel, and it will track exactly the way it needs to track, because it it's in what? Proper alignment. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? And then thirdly, restoration. Restoring. That which the enemy, the uh, as scripture says, the palmer worm and the canker worm has destroyed, restoration of all of that. And I heard, and I know that proverbs say, when you catch the thief, he owes you back sevenfold. So whatever you've lost because of whatever that he put in your way, and you took that opportunity, he owes you back seven times. I tell your neighbor, want to say, ooh, the increase show do look good on you, ooh, increase, ooh, wee. You know, you got to kind of get that face like, woo. Praise the Lord. All right, so uh, I have a word for you today, and I want you to lean in and, uh, and uh, press in today to hear this word because I believe it's going to be critical to your walking in the next level of increase. Amen. So Proverbs chapter number 4, and let's look at verse number 20, please. Proverbs 4 and, uh, and 20. It says, My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life to those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Verse 23. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And so what I want to share with you today, and I know I'm be doing today and next week, but maybe a little further than that. I want to talk to you about the birthplace for your increase or the birthplace of your increase. Can you understand that? And so we've been talking about today and next week, at least we're going to be talking about your heart because your heart is the birthplace for all increase increase is uh, hindered uh, based uh, hindered or liberated based on the condition of your heart. And so if we understand that, and we will through this lesson, that we're going to understand that my heart is the birthplace for my increase. So if I want increase, glory to God, I'm going to make sure that, I'm, uh, that my heart is in proper condition. Are y'all hearing this? Glory to God. So we're going to talk about the birthplace uh, of your increase. Now, when we talk about heart, we can define or uh, label the heart in many different ways. Of course, we understand that the heart is a human organ. Right. It's the blood pump. I mean, glad your heart is working. Praise the Lord. All right. If that stops working, I mean, though, it stops the function of the blood flow. And if you don't have blood flow in your body, of course, you can't exist. Got it. And so that's why we want to keep it in proper condition as your human organ. Also, uh, the heart, the Bible refers to as the spirit of man. It's the spirit of man. It's the part of man that connects and contacts God. We have a flesh that contacts the natural realm. We have the spirit that contacts the the invisible realm or the realm that God lives in. That's our spirit. Whenever we have an encounter with God, we have an encounter with God spiritually first, but it may show up naturally. We don't first have an encounter with God naturally and then it becomes spiritual. No, it has to be spiritual first because God is a spirit and those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in what? Truth. Now, because our spirit is in an act of worship and praise, now then our flesh can participate. But if our spirit doesn't beginning, our flesh won't get involved. Hello, tell me. Are y'all with me? So we understand it's a human organ, but also we understand it's the spirit of man. It's a part of man that contacts God. Okay, And then number three, the heart is the seat of man's understanding. It's the seat of man's understanding. In other words, it's the core of man's existence, okay? It's the, it's the, uh, the trunk of man, the, the solid part of man is what we're talking about. It's the seat of your, your understanding. According to Mark chapter 4 in the parable of the sower, it says it is the heart of man that receives or either rejects the word of God. So when you hear the word of God in your ear gates, your heart then makes two choices with the word that it hears. It either accepts it, Or it rejects it. And we saw from the four types of ground that uh, 25% of the word that was sown was received and bore fruit. And how did it bear fruit? It bore fruit because it was received in the heart properly and then developed and produced into harvest. You got it? But see, you have a choice. You can hear this word, and uh, you don't have a choice to hear this word. If you you have hearing, you're going to hear it. But you have a choice whether you're going to receive it in your heart or not. Got it? Because you can hear a word and you can hear instruction and you can uh, just hear it and just keep it in your mind and go away no, no way or no wise any different and just keep in doing what you're doing because your heart didn't receive what you heard. You got it? That's why you can sit by a person, uh, join the church the same day, the same time, come to every service together, sit by a person, and one person increase more than the other person. Why? Because it's based on what their heart receives. Because you can't produce anything unless your heart receives it. Amen. That's like a manufacturer. He can't make his product without without uh, materials. If you have an empty warehouse of materials, you can't put any product out. Got it? Same thing with the heart. If you don't have the word in your heart, what can you what can you produce? So we gotta. So it's a part of us. It's the seed of man's. Understanding. So as a result of the condition of man's heart, man has arrived in three different states. Or, yeah, three different states. The first state that man is, or is in or can stay in is in the natural state. Everybody say, with me, mean this one, the natural state. Okay, now what's the natural state of man? This natural state of man is a man that's unsaved, unrenewed, and doesn't know God. That's the natural man, okay? And if you think back in your pre-Jesus days, you'd have really little or no concern for knowing God or the things of God. Take a neighbor and say, you don't have to be deep today. You don't have to be deep today. I said, in your pre-Jesus days. You want to think about Jesus in your pre-Jesus days? I mean, even if you was in church, like I was in church myself before I got saved. I want to think about Jesus. I was in church. All I was thinking about, when we going to get out today. That's the only thought I had. Hey, I hope I hope are not long-winded today because, you know, I got some things today to do. It's nice outside. I can go for a ride. I can go play. Hey, come on, hurry up, man. Hurry up. Come on, talk to me. I want to think about Jesus. I had no connection with God. Why? What is it that connected me with God to get me for me to even give him any thoughts? All I, was, I went to church, I was made to go to church. I was made to serve in church. I was sang on the choir, ushered, all those kind of things, uh, did what I had to do, but once church was over, I was gone, done. See y'all next Sunday. I guess that's why the preacher had to keep saying, you know, you're in church on Sunday and do everything else Monday through Friday. I mean, Monday through Saturday. Yeah, that's some truth to that because probably a whole lot of people in there doing it. But no, a, a natural man doesn't have any concern for the things of God until he has his first encounter with God. Where he wants to become born again. Are y'all with me? So that's the first state of man. It's a natural man. Then the second state of man is the carnal man. The carnal man. Okay? Carnal meaning fleshly. Now this person is saved, but he's unrenewed. His mind is unrenewed. Okay? So he's given his heart to the Lord, but his lifestyle hadn't changed a bit. So he's still lying, stealing, cheating. Um, drinking, drugging, fornicating Lying, cheating, stealing Drinking <laughs> But they saved though Amen That's why I, for those of us Who are committed to God We see people like this and we scratch our head And we ask this question Are they really saved? Right? Come on How can they be saved? How are they going to heaven? They're going to heaven because they accepted Jesus We're going to be surprised when we get there you know, after the rapture, we're going to, you know, we going to come through the gates of glory and we're going to be like, oh, praise the Lord. And we're going to look. Hey, what's, what's, <laughs> I thought for sure you weren't going to be here. <laughs> How you get in? I got in just like you got in. I received Jesus. But then when we go home. I'm going to look at my house. And he's going to look at his house. I'm like, you can come over anytime you want to. We have plenty of room. We have plenty of room. <laughs> Y'all with me? Yeah. And so sometimes it puzzles us because we really don't, sometimes we really don't understand the, really the depth and the length and the height of the love and mercy of God. And that God's principle is if you receive my son, I receive you. And so we have these carnal, we have people who are carnal, and people who are saved but they're unrenewed and they're living, they're living uh, contrary lives, unfortunately, because of lack of knowledge, they are hindering others from coming to God. They're hindering their own earthly blessings. But we can't take away their salvation experience. They're just yet, yet carnal. Only the, the remedy for carnal men and women is the word of God. Amen. All right? And then the third, uh, third state of man is the mature man. Shout with me. That's me right there. That's me. That's me right there. This mature man is saved, born again, and has their mind renewed so that they can be led by the word and spirit of God. Okay. so that's the mature man. So we have the natural man unsaved. We have the carnal man saved, but not living according to the word. And then we have the third man, which is the mature man who saved, renewed mind and living according to the word of God. And so that's that's uh, that's the group of people I'm talking to today. Amen. Now, what's the difference between these three states? The heart of man. The only reason why that natural man is still natural is because his heart has not allowed the entrance of God in it. Got it? The only reason why that carnal man is still carnal is because, yes, he's let Jesus in, but he hasn't let the principles of God's word in. Got it? And the only reason why that mature man is mature is because he's let Jesus in, but he's also let his word in to be govern, uh, governor over his life. Are y'all hearing this? All comes from the heart of man. And so, of course, in three different states, the mature man should be producing and more fruitful than the other two men. Why? Because of the condition of their heart. Are y'all hearing this? Praise God. So we want to we talk about the heart because... The heart, then, is the birthplace of our increase. Go to Matthew 12, please. Go to Matthew 12. Because Jesus says something very uh, interesting about the heart over here in Matthew 12. And let's take a quick look at it. Matthew 12 and verse number 35. Matthew 12 and 35. Okay. Everybody shout, "My my heart is the birthplace. For my, for my increase. Okay. Birthplace for your increase. So that means a person can increase more or less than you. Because, it see, it's their heart that's the birthplace. Not your heart, but their heart. You got it? So verse 35 of Matthew 12, it says this. It says, A good man out of the good treasure of the what? Heart. Of the what? Heart. One more time. Heart. Good treasure of the heart brings forth what? good things. So if it's good in a person's heart, then good is going to come out of that person's life. And then he says here, and an evil man out of the evil treasure, and we understand the context of his heart, bringeth forth evil things. And so if there's evil ungodliness in the heart, evil and ungodliness is going to come out. That's why we want to have a good heart We want to have a heart of a good condition so that we can produce good things. Amen. Amen.
0: Faith Christian Center International presents the 2012 Faith Conference, Blessed to be a Blessing. Get ready for a time of praise and worship, teaching and fellowship with the body of Christ as you have never done before. Learn how to use your faith to break limitations in your life so you can experience the next dimension. Beginning Wednesday, March 28th at 7 p.m., we will learn from our very own Dr. Wayne A. Fry.
1: Reach down on the inside of you, stir that dream up, glory to God, Get a new fire and a new passion about what you've been dreaming and having vision for. Glory to God. And release it out of your mouth and declare it shall surely come to pass.
0: Then, continuing on Thursday, March 29th at 7 p.m., Grammy-nominated gospel artist Dr. Helen Baylor will be in full concert. March 30th, Dr. Decker Tapscott, Senior Pastor of Faith Christian Church and International Outreach Center, shares. So then, the life of faith is a response to God's power. In other words, I don't, I don't uh, wait for God to do it. I know He can. And I act knowing that. My action is a result of what I know, not what I see. All nights are free, so don't miss this incredible opportunity to grow in faith. For more information, visit us online at www.fccintl.org or call 434-979-1700. The 2012 Faith Conference is right around the corner, so get ready today.
1: Now, according to the Bible, what is the heart? Go to Matthew 22 now. Go to Matthew 22. What does the Bible have to say about the heart? I'm going to mention four things here that we do with our heart according to scripture. Matthew 22, 37, Matthew 22 and 37, okay? Everybody there? First thing that we do according to scripture with our heart is that we love with our heart. We love with our heart. The Bible says in verse 37 says, thou shalt love the Lord God with all thy what? So where does love proceed from? The heart, okay? See, we have uh, gotten so used to head love that we really don't understand heart love. God bless you. So when you when you love from the heart, it's, it's more stable than in the head. Got it? And a lot of times when in relationships, we end up being in love in our head first. Before we end up being in love in our heart. Come on now. And so the Bible says we love the Lord God with all our what? Heart, our soul, and our mind. So love proceeds from our heart. And so true love, the love that God is looking for, comes from the heart of man. It comes from the inside of man. And so with God, God is looking for a group of people that love him from the heart. Not just have a head knowledge of God, not just have a head love of God, and just, you know, have a respect for God, but have a genuine, true love. God, you have my heart. And if God has your heart, then he has access to every other part of you. See, it's just when God doesn't have your entire heart that he can't access every area. There's some areas that are off limits to God because we haven't given him all of our Heart. Do we really love God with all our hearts, or do we have compartments of our heart segregated from God because we got other things and other people inside of that? so you really can't love others unless you first love God properly. Amen. Got it? And so that's that's the principle. So we love from our heart. Everybody say, "I love from my heart." Okay. All right, let's go a little further. Next scripture is uh, Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23. Let's go over there. So the Bible says, first, we love from our heart. Okay. Proverbs 23 and verse number 7. We probably can quote it, but we'll put our eyes on it. Proverbs 23 and verse number 7. Say, I have it if you're there. Okay. It says, for as he thinketh in his what? Heart so is he, for as he thinketh where? In his heart, so is he. So not only do we love from our hearts, we also think from our heart. And when we think from our heart, yes, we have our mind, which is a part of our souls, and that's a, and that's a level of thinking. But when you think in your heart, the Bible says that's who you are. And so that's a deeper level of thought than just in your head or just in your, so- in your soul. Because you can have one thing in your, soul, I mean in your soul and something different in your heart and what's in your heart's going to prevail. You got it? And so the Bible says, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So I am and you are who you think you are in your heart. And it's your heart that governs the way you act because of the way you think of yourself. Are y'all hearing this? So number one, I what? Love. Number two, I what? think. Okay, let's go to the next scripture. Romans chapter 10. Romans chapter 10. Just talking about according to the Bible, what do we do with our heart here? Okay, Romans chapter number 10. Probably know where we're going. Romans 10, 9 and 10. Okay, so I love with my heart. I think with my heart. And then number three, I believe with my heart. I believe with my heart. Romans 10, 10, 9 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Look at verse 10. For with the heart man what? Believe. How does man believe? With his heart. For with the heart man believes under righteousness and with the mouth confession is made under salvation. So true believing is from the heart. That's why we make this statement about faith. We said faith. Is not of the head, is of the heart. And so when I believe something and when I truly believe something, I believe it from the, very, the inner parts of me. That's when you're in faith. When you're in faith is when you've got it in here and your mind can't talk you out of it. Because where? It's deeper. It's deep-rooted. When you've got a belief in your heart, man, you, that, that belief in your heart will overcome anything that's in your head. If you believe that increase is yours, you don't care what your mind says, I believe increase is mine. You can get bad news in the mail. You can get a bad phone call, but you know what? I don't care about all that. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm only moved by what I believe. And I believe that increase is mine. Are y'all hearing what I'm saying? Because your mind will compete with your heart. You want to you get them... In harmony, but sometimes your mind will, do, will, will think a different way, or to believe or want to believe a different way than what's in your heart. But when you believe in your heart, it's a done deal. As we used to say, coming up, you can cancel Christmas. Anybody heard that in a long time? When it's done, you can cancel Christmas, man. It, it's done. I ain't, I ain't getting talked out of it. Glory to God. As uh, one one preacher said, I'm already wet. It ain't no use me tr- you trying to dry me off because I'm already in this. I ain't getting out the pool. Amen. Y'all with me? So number one, I love with my heart. Number two, I think with my heart. Number three, I believe with my heart. And then number four, we're going to find over here in Matthew uh, chapter 6. Go to Matthew chapter 6. All right. Another companion scripture with Romans chapter 10, verse 9, is Mark eleven twenty three It says, For whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but what should believe what he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he says so we believe with our heart that's why you got to hear the word hear the word hear the word get it past your thinker and get it in your heart amen all right look at this Matthew chapter 6 in verse number 21 you there it says for where your treasure is there will your what heart be also where your treasure is is where your heart will be also. And so the fourth thing that we do with our heart is that's that's where we get our focus from and our passion. Our focus and our passion comes from our heart. Amen. So I love with my heart. I think with my heart. I believe with my heart. And I have focus because of what's in my heart. When When you're focused and have passion generating from your heart, it's hard to distract you. Distractions come when you just are mentally assenting to something, thinking that I want to uh, to do something, and you can get distracted, thinking I'm going to do something and get distracted. But when you make a commitment in your heart, this is what I'm going to do, this is what I'm going to achieve, this is what I'm going to have. Forget about it. You ain't gonna talk me out of it, because that and then now that passion then comes along and keeps me focused on. Uh, on what I need to do. I was watching, we was watching a show the other day, and I heard a term, and that it it hit me, and it it rang inside of me. uh, There was a person presenting an idea, and someone responded to him and said, you are a wannapreneur, not an entrepreneur. I heard that, I was like, wow, that is good. A wannapreneur, there's a lot of people that wanna have business, and wanna have an invention, and wanna do some things, they're just yet entrepreneurs. The entrepreneurs are the ones who have the focus and the passion to follow through until it comes, until it until it is conceived and comes uh, comes to pass.
0: You've been watching the Life of Faith broadcast with Dr. Wayne A. Fry. We pray that your faith has been strengthened and your heart encouraged by the Word of God. This broadcast can be viewed 24-7 at no charge at www.fccintl.org. And now for your convenience, you can make your contributions online. Join us next time on this station for another life-changing message with Dr. Wayne A. Fry.